It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me feel fine. And all I wanna say is, just give me some hot pizza. Steve Siddall here with another episode of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs with some of the best financial advisors heard around the country every week. And this is all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. If you want to reach any of the advisors featured here, call them 800-662-6808, or you can also text PIZZA to 600-700. I know, it's a different text number. It's a long story. The short code went away. This is what we're using now. It won't change anytime soon, well, at least for a year. So, lots going on this week. That was the week that was. It's over, let it go. That was the week that was. It started way above. Well, the market continues the wild ride up one day, down the next. Record highs on Thursday, opening lower on Friday. Analysts saying both the Dow and the S&P could end up for the month. Well, that's good news. The Commerce Department reported the GDP, gross domestic product, rose at an annualized pace of 6.5%. That's a far cry from what the Dow Jones estimate of 8.4% was. And it was a disappointing rate for the second quarter. It shows the Commerce Department says that the U.S. has gotten over COVID-19, but there's still a long way to go. The market reacted to the news showing gains across the board on Thursday. Go figure. And about the recession that we had last year, turns out it was the shortest one ever. Two months from February 2020 to April of 2020. Uh, That's good news for sure. And by the way, the longest recession lasted more than three years from August 1929 to March of 1933 at the start of the Great Depression. Well, Robinhood had their IPO. Wall Street gave Robinhood a cool reception Thursday in the online broker's debut in the stock market. It helped reshape, bringing millions of new investors. Shares of Robinhood Markets, Inc. slumped 8.4% in their first day of trading on the NASDAQ from their initial price of 38 bucks set late Wednesday. Ron Popeil, the guy that invented the infomercial and opened the door to TV home shopping, died this week. His creations include the Vegematic. And who could forget? Broadcast over any FM car radio. Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. But wait, there's more. (laughs) That was his, too. I'll just put it in this machine over here. I'll slide it back and set it and forget it. And how could we forget set it and forget it? I wonder how many of those Showtime rotisserie and barbecue machines are still out there. Probably plenty. Now, the list of creations that he has done and made and sold, it's endless. Pocket Fisherman. Remember that one? This is one of my favorites. GLH, great looking hair or hair in a can, a spray can. Well, the list goes on. Now, as a guy that was there at the beginning of shopping on television, I spent about a dozen years in that business. I owe a debt of gratitude to the man who wrote the rules of TV shopping, rules that are followed to this day. Thanks for the inspiration. Ron Popeil was 86. All right, let's get this thing started. We're going to hear from Coach Pete DeRuta a couple of times, a different approach. He's talking with Ray Lucia. He's an icon in the world of financial planning. 
Brian Quaranta talks about retirement milestones. Eric Carney really gets into tax planning for retirement. Kevin Frisbee says interview several advisors before you make the decision to go with one. And Dave Perkins takes us to Virginia, and he never mentions John Denver. All right. First up, America's Wealth Coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete DeRuta. Something a little different this week. He talks with Ray Lucia, and he's the guy that created the bucketing strategy of saving and living in retirement. It's a fascinating conversation. What inspired you to write that? I mean, how did you come up with the bucketing strategy? Well, you know, as you know, I traveled the country 145 days a year, and I had nothing better to do in an airplane <laughs> except write down all my thoughts. And one of them had to do with... Uh, a strategy that I had actually been using since the ooh, early 1990s. When I first got on the air as a radio talk show host, I was um, speaking with someone on the phone and they were asking me questions, uh, pretty sophisticated questions. And, and I, af after I hung up, I said, you know what? This is stuff I need to research and I need to know about. So what I did is I went to the Ibbotson charts, and you know the Ibbotson charts, of course. Yes. And, and I, I saw where there had never been a 15-year period where the stock market, as measured by the Standard & Poor's 500, had a losing 15-year uh, run. So I said, well, geez, if my clients want to make sure that they have a statistical assurance that they are not going to lose money in stocks, if I sell them something, then as long as they hold on for 15 years, they have a high likelihood that the portfolio that I put them in is not going to go down. And that was as simple as it was. So I started designing financial plans and retirement plans for my clients that had a 15-year time horizon. And depending on if they were more aggressive, I could cut it down to 10 years, seven years, whatever. If they were really faint-hearted, I could make it 20 years of, quote, safe money that they could spend while they allowed their stocks to continue to grow. And then what was really incredible is that from that simplistic concept, since the early 1990s, of course, everybody now does some kind of a bucketing strategy. Uh, not all of them do it exactly the same way, and none of them do it the way that I do it, to be frank. But but what, what's happened is the science, the academic research has borne it out. So what I thought intuitively and learned from the Ibbotson data has now been proved out. We've heard a lot about science lately. Well, the science says pretty much if you spend from your safe money first, and you let your risky money grow over the long term, you will have the, the likelihood, I should say, to be totally compliant here, the likelihood is that you will have a more successful retirement if you can stick with the strategy. The beauty of that is you don't have to take money out of a down market from your stock account. So you give it you give it time to hopefully recover in the future while living on your safe money that didn't go down to begin with. Is that right? Well, that's exactly right. You just described what we all call in the biz the sequence of returns risk. And yeah. for, for anybody that's looked at a sequence chart uh, where they uh, sequence out returns, you know, with three or four years where the market's up and then in three or four years where the market's down, et cetera, et cetera. And you just look at the reverse. If you start out in a down market, your 500,000, say, portfolio is worth 20 grand 20 years later. 
if you start out in an up market, your 500,000 is worth 450,000 20 years later. That's it's after taking money out every year. Yeah, that's that's important because you could, you'll run out of money if you're taking money out of a down market. At, with exactly those, with, with that example right, right there. Yeah. But what's fascinating is if you ran the same returns uh, with opposite uh, year's returns over a 20-year period, if you don't take any money out, the returns are exactly the same. In other words, if you start with you put twenty thousand bucks a year away, twenty years later you have five hundred thousand dollars. It doesn't matter what the sequence is while you're accumulating, but in the decumulation phase, the sequence of returns can kill you. Well, it makes a great point and really defined sequence of returns risk for us. And we're going to hear more from Coach Pete and Ray Lucia a little bit later in the podcast. Stick around. You can give Coach Pete and the team at Capital Financial a call, 800-662-6808, or text PIZZA to 600-700. Financial Safari heard on radio stations around the country. It originates in Raleigh, North Carolina. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download yours. You can learn more about Coach Pete. Visit PeteOnDemand.com. Visit CapitalFinancialUSA.com to learn more about how they could help you. Pizza! Now to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where we find Brian Corante and his show, Retirement U Radio. Now in this clip, Brian outlines some retirement milestones and what you should be doing in each of them. Because we got to remember there are different milestones uh, that we hit. You know, let's say that you're working with us and you've just turned 55. Uh, well, 55 is a really good age for us to start to consider looking at some conversion strategies over time and getting you on the way of getting from taxable to tax-free money. There's the uh, Social Security milestone of 62, 66, and 70, or 62, 67, and 70. And when is the right time for you to collect your Social Security? Should you collect it now? Should you delay? And then there's the 72 milestone. Actually, before there was even 72, we got 65, which is, you know, Medicare. So there's lots of different things, but tax planning should be at the top of the list. That's why we're always talking about the five key areas to our clients at Secure Money Advisors. We're talking about the fact that we have to have a good income plan because when you retire, the paycheck will stop. So how are we going to replace that paycheck? Well, one of the ways that we do that is through collecting Social Security. But for most people, that's just not going to be enough. And for, for the majority of people retiring today, they don't have a pension. What do they have? They have a 401k plan. So if you look at retirement planning 30, 40 years ago compared to today, things were a lot different because 30, 40 years ago when you retired, you probably uh, got a pension. So when you retired, you had Social Security and you had a pension. For people retiring then, that was enough money for them to be able to live on, Social Security and their pension. Well, what about additional money they needed, maybe to go on vacations or, you know, or use for emergency expenses, um, you know, or take the kids on vacation? How did they do that? A lot of people back then, they would just go down to the local bank and they would buy a CD paying 10, 15%. So they'd have some extra money coming in there. See, it didn't take employers a long time, Steve, to replace the pension with this thing called a 401k plan. 
And, you know, the companies didn't want the liability of taking on this legacy cost of providing somebody with an income for the rest of their lives. So they said, well, look, we don't need to worry about that. Let that let the let the employee worry about how they're going to generate that income. Let's just give them the ability to save. So now what we have is this big grand experiment because we've got people retiring without pensions. They're going to need to generate income from their investments. And the other problem is, is that not only are they not getting the pension, but the money that we've been convinced to save in or the account that we've been convinced to save in is a tax deferred account that grows tax free so that when we take it out, we have to pay taxes on it. And that's going to erode our wealth over time. So again, what we're talking about here is how we go from from uh, paying taxes to paying zero in taxes. Well, we've got to do that through conversions. And here why is that, here's why that's so good, because if we can convert money from taxable to tax free, that means when we take a thousand dollars a month, and I'm using that example again of a thousand dollars, but now let's say you have everything converted to a Roth IRA and you take that thousand dollars a month out and tax brackets are at 20%. What are you going to net after you pay taxes? You're going to net a thousand dollars. That's right. A thousand bucks. I'm not a math guy, but because... I figured that one out. <laughs> That's right. So if tax brackets go to 30%, how much are you going to net with that withdrawal of $1,000, Steve? 1000 bucks. 1000 bucks. That's that's right. So understanding the tax game, if you will, in retirement is so important to you having a great retirement. Nothing better than tax-free money in retirement. And you can hear Brian's show Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock on 94.5 3WS in Pittsburgh. You can also find it on the iHeartRadio app, the website, securemoneyadvisors.com. That's securemoneyadvisors.com. You can reach Brian and his team by calling them right here, 800-662-6808, or just text PIZZA to 600-700. At PIZZA. Now, let's let Dave Perkins take us to Virginia. The mother of states, the mother of presidents, the mother of lovers. Yes, Virginia, the mother of presidents, Washington, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, Harrison, Tyler, Taylor, and Wilson. The mother of states because eight other states were partially or totally carved from its original land. Virginia also originally ceded territory to help form the District of Columbia. Virginia was called the Old Dominion because of its loyalty to King Charles II during the English Civil War. Virginia is one of four states to be designated as a commonwealth, and there's so much history. Jamestown, the first permanent English settlement, Colonial Williamsburg, Jefferson's beloved Monticello, Washington's home Mount Vernon, many Civil War battlefields. In fact, the American Revolutionary War and the Civil War both ended in Virginia. Cornwallis surrendered in Yorktown, and Robert E. Lee surrendered to Ulysses S. Grant in Appomattox. How did it get its name? From Queen Elizabeth I, the Virgin Queen. Virginia was one of the 13 original colonies. She achieved statehood on June 25, 1788. But what about this Virginia's for lovers thing? In fact, it's an over 40-year-old marketing campaign. It originated with the idea that Virginia could be for the lovers of many things, the mountains, the beach, history. Over 40 years later, Virginia still welcomes you on its signs, stating that it is indeed for lovers. Virginia's population, 8.6 million. Over 3.1 million, or 36%, live in Northern Virginia. The state bird is the cardinal. The state tree is the dogwood. Virginia's motto is seek semper tyrannus, thus always to tyrants. Not really what a lover would say. 
As far as food, Virginia is known for its country ham. Even Tony and Junior Soprano love it. Mom, this Virginia ham. He's like a woman with a Virginia ham under her arm. Virginia's economy is very diverse depending on where you are in the state. The highest incomes are in Northern Virginia, shipbuilding in the Southeast, agriculture in Southside Virginia. Tobacco was Colonial Virginia's cash crop and for centuries fueled the economy of Southern Virginia. Thanks to a new law in April of 2020, Virginia will be welcoming casinos to locations throughout the state toward the end of 2022 and into 2023. Recreational marijuana is now legal for adults in Virginia. That means they can possess, consume, and grow, but cannot yet buy. Lawmakers are eyeing 2024 as a year to make sales legal. Legalized gambling, from tobacco to marijuana, Virginia, you've come a long way, baby. Pizza! Now, speaking of tax planning, let's join Eric Carney on WealthWorks Radio. And there's a lot of firms out there that don't want to talk about tax planning. There's a lot of advisors out there who are not capable of doing tax planning. So this is something where more than likely, if you reduce your taxes, you increase your income. What's not to like about that? So a lot of times people are coming to us and saying, Eric, I'm being put in a highly taxable situation. I'd like to make an appointment with you. And, you know, I've talked about this before, but a lot of people come in and I said, how come no one ever told you 10 or 15 years ago, by the way, you're headed towards a very large, highly taxable situation? They're like, I don't know. And we're talking about CPAs, we're talking about attorneys, we're talking about financial advisors. So everyone that's been servicing these people, whether it's a business owner or an executive or whoever, no one's really been talking to them about forecasting their needs. And that's really one of the biggest things that we have to do is there's that there's that instant gratification when you fix something right away, right, Steve? You right. Know, you're like, yeah. okay, this is fixed. But... What are the ramifications in two years, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 25 years? And that's what we have to look at. We have to take a look at the here and now. What's good for you right now? But is that still going to be good for you way down the road? And so there's all this ebbing and flowing. There's all these changes that have to make. And all of a sudden, then you have a different administration every four years that's going to change the rules. So the thing is, is that... The government is spending a hell of a lot more money, and I really do want to talk about this a little bit because the government is spending so much money right now. Where do you think they're going to get that money from? Well, they're going to get it from us. That's right. And, the and, one and they're thing going to get it from IRAs and 401ks. Absolutely. So you and I have talked about before where people have said, Eric, you know, I think the government's going to steal my 401k. They're not going to steal it but they're gonna find a way to tax the hell out of it. And that's what's happening right now with the SECURE Act and the Secure, Secure Act 2.0. One of the things about business owners is that they get frustrated by the government is they realize one thing. When you're in debt and you are in deep debt with your own personal business, you know that's a tough, tough part to dig out from. It's, it's like I'm deep in the hole with debt and I've got to figure out a way out of this hole. And so the way for a business owner to do that is to get more business, right? And so if you get more business, you bring more business in, you can pay down that debt. The problem with the government is they keep spending and spending and spending. And the problem with that is 
Now, they don't have anything to manufacture. They don't have anything to sell. They don't really have a business. They're counting on every single business owner out there to have more business so they can pay more taxes. So remember, the only thing that the government does has the ability to do is to raise taxes. And with all of this spending and this deeper, deeper, deeper debt, that's going to happen. And this is why tax planning is so critical in today's world. The current tax laws are set to sunset in 2026. They're going to go away. So right now we are in more than likely the lowest tax rate environment possible. So this is where we really need to say, okay, how can we actually plan for this? What can we actually do for this? And that's really what we're looking to do. Taxes in retirement need to stay top of mind. Eric and his team at Retirement Wealth can help you create a retirement and income plan with an eye on taxes. Eric is with Retirement Wealth in Cape Coral, Florida. Visit his website, ericcarneyadvisor.com. That's E-R-I-C-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y advisor.com. Find him on TV in the area Saturday and Sunday. Check your local listings and DVR it. You can call them right here, 800-662-6808, or text PIZZA to 600-700. PIZZA! From southwest Florida to the great state of Maine, where we check in with Kevin Frisbee. In this clip, Kevin talks about how important it is to get to know your advisor. And, and so I'm chuckling a little bit because I had somebody come in, and I, I encourage this, by the way, to go interview two or three uh, advisors slash brokers, make sure they're securities licensed, the proper licensing, make sure they're fiduciaries, but then interview them and then come back to the table. And somebody was in my office a few weeks ago, and I think I was the first uh, interview being done. And they, were, they had one or two others to, to go talk with. And they had it's a list of questions for me, fine. And uh, so I said, listen, I give them a copy of my book. And I, I, I smiled when I did. I said, Read my chapter eight because I wrote a whole chapter on what to ask a financial advisor before you do business. <laughs> so, and and he looked at me and he looked at my book and he says, "I think I'll be back." <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And he did. And he did come back. But it's important stuff. You're dealing with your money. You're dealing with the rest of your life in some some instances. So you want to make sure that you know who you're talking to is going to be a right fit. It's not just the licensings and and being a fiduciary. That's all critically important. But it's a comfort level. It's an understanding. It's a do I can I do I want to work with this person type of type of thing? You have to have all that kind of fit together. Well, generally speaking, it's a long term relationship that you have or that clients have with you, and and that's the goal. And so you've got to feel comfortable. All right, can I can I age or can I get a little bit older as you know you get older as well? And and that's how that relationship builds. And you, I mean, again, you've got clients going back to probably your first week on the job. I, I do. I, I my very first client is uh, still in the books, and so we we hardly lose anybody, Steve. In fact, when we lose somebody, honestly, it's, it's somebody passing away, and so our clients are long termers, and we've built up a great practice, and and for the most part, people are really really happy with what we've done. And part of that energy, the passion of why we do what we do, is to educate people. Motivation through education is our mantra on our seminar platform. That comes across to our clients too. We're we're in it for our clients best interest. And there's no getting around that. And you, you can't leave our office without knowing that that's the case. Right. And that is very important. And the kinds of things that you provide, uh, you know, at Frisbee and Associates, you have built truly a one-stop shop. And I know that's oversimplifying things, but you pretty much cover it all. And again, that is not something that all advisors have. 
No. And, and on purpose, we've talked about this before. The reason we built that kind of holistic plan, the one-stop shop, call it what you'd like. I've kind of built the practice trying to solve the complaints that I've heard people leaving other brokers or advisors coming to us. And so some of those complaints are have been, well, my broker advisor doesn't talk about social security planning or my broker advisor doesn't talk about income tax minimization when I'm doing distributions or required minimum distribution planning or long-term care planning or Medicare planning or legal planning, making sure my assets are, are taken care of after, after you know something happens, making sure the legal planning's done. So to me, all of that's a giant puzzle that has to fit together. That sounds great. You can hear Kevin's show, Financial Safari, weekends at multiple radio stations throughout the state of Maine, as well as every Thursday afternoon at 3.50 on the Howie Car Radio program. Kevin offers his insight to, for, from the market for the week. You can also find all the radio and TV shows at frisbeebenefits.com, F-R-I-S-B-I-E, benefits with an S.com. You can also find him on Apple Podcasts, where you can subscribe and have that show delivered to you every week. Call him here, 800-662-6808, or text PIZZA to 600-700. PIZZA! One more clip, and this pizza is out of here. And for that, we turn once again to Coach Pete Deruda. He's continuing his conversation with the guy that invented the bucketing strategy in retirement, Ray Lucio. Yeah, and, and so we get into a lot of this in the advisory sessions I have with financial planners where we talk about uh, this whole concept of what is called a rising equity glide path. One of the conventional wisdoms of the financial planning industry since I was a young kid in the business is you're supposed to, theoretically, you're supposed to reduce the risk in your portfolio as you get older. And Pete, you remember, you know, you take 100, you subtract your age, and that's the amount you're supposed to have in stocks, right? Correct. So if you're 70 years old, it's supposed to be 30%. If you're 80 years old, 20%. Yeah. Well, uh, a couple of researchers, Dr. Wade Fow, whom I'm sure you've known and read. We've had him on the show Michael, before. Yep. Oh, good. Yep. He's a terrific guy and a good friend of mine, Michael Kitsis, who's equally brilliant. Uh, they, they did a study back, I maybe 2013 or something like that. And they, they looked at the rising equity glide path as opposed to a declining equity glide path. And if you follow the logic, a rising equity glide path is exactly what you get if you bucketize your portfolio. If you spend safe money first and leave the risky money alone, then every year there's a higher percentage of stocks to bonds. And, and that was theoretically a real no-no in the biz. I mean, it defies the logic of the... Uh, you're supposed to be more conservative as you age. But ironically, if you have the intestinal fortitude and the guts to stay with it, there's research that proves out the rising equity glide path and the spending bonds first. And I've got all the science. I'll be happy to send it to you and you can make it available to your uh, radio listeners and TV viewers. The rising equity glide path does produce better results. The key is, do you have the guts to stick it out? And, and this whole 15-year thing, I'll get into in a minute, but it's so fascinating. I couldn't retire. I came out of retirement to help share all this with advisors like yourself. 
Folks, we're talking to Ray Lucia, and he is, in my opinion, he's the founder of the original bucketing strategy, and we're talking about how it does affect our long-term survival rate by taking the, uh, too much risk and not having money in the right places. Ray, I think a lot of the problems people have is, is finding out their real risk number, and how, how, do, how do you think that folks can, because I, I talk to a lot of people, and they say, oh, I can take risk, and then risk happens, and then you find out real quick they couldn't take it. How can people be honest with themselves getting, uh, getting up with their own risk number? Yeah, you know, I've written about this before. Uh, risk tolerance questionnaires don't really work yeah. because when you're sitting around their kitchen table or they're coming to your office, they're all relaxed. Everything's cool. The last decade or more, it's been in a bull market. Everything's gone up. They've made a bunch of money uh, and, and, and they fill out the questionnaire. Yeah, I've got plenty of risk tolerance. Uh, then the first time the market crashes, they call you on the phone and say, sell, sell, sell. So uh, it, there, there are some services out there. Riskalyze happens to be one that comes to my mind that tends to help you attempt to measure risk. But I don't think any of that stuff really works well because risk management is more behavioral than scientific. So this is why advisors are so critically important in the mix. You know, 75% of people consider themselves their own financial advisor. That's right from CNBC. And, and um, the, the problem with the DIY side of financial planning, doing it yourself, is many times, not all, some people can do it, but many times people will tend to make the wrong moves at the wrong times for the wrong reasons. And this is why I now travel around helping financial planners and financial advisors maintain a bucket strategy for their clients, which gives them the science background to have the patience to stay with a plan. I could do an inferior plan, but with patience, it becomes superior than a superior plan where an impatient person screws the whole thing up and sells out at the most inopportune time. Yeah. And if you'd like to hear more with Coach and Ray, you can subscribe to the podcast on FinancialSafari.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get it. Give Coach Pete and the team a call at Capital Financial, 800-662-6808, or text PIZZA to 600-700. Financial Safari, heard on a bunch of radio stations around the country and in Raleigh, North Carolina, where it originates. Find the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get yours. If you'd like to learn more about Coach Pete, PeteOnDemand.com. That's your one-stop shop there, PeteOnDemand.com. You can visit CapitalFinancialUSA.com to learn more about the team. Well, there you have it. Episode 112 of Financial Pizza is complete, done nicely, ready for that digital delivery. Financial Pizza features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs heard around the country each and every week, all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. If you'd like Financial Pizza delivered to you each and every week, then subscribe to it. It'll be in your podcast collection automatically. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, wherever you get your podcasts. And as long as you're subscribing, be sure and rate and share the podcast. We've got lots of pizza to go around. Remember, you can reach any of the advisors featured here by calling 800-662-6808. You can also text PIZZA to 600-700. I've also got links to all the advisors listed in the show notes with this podcast. I've also included a link to Ray Lucia's website and podcast as well. 
And you can reach me by email, steve at financialpizza.com. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Siddall. Thanks to Dave Perkins for contributing content for this week's podcast. Financial Pizza is produced and written by me, Steve Siddall, and it originates from the studios of broadcasting experts in Apex, North Carolina. Thanks for listening, everybody. Really do appreciate it. And I'm going to be back again next week with another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. Pizza. Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency.